0: Truth by Firelight From Flashbangs and Frag Grenades By Calchaxis. Read by Sam Gabriel Based on League of Legends by Riot Games Chapter 3 The first thing Jinx did when she woke up that next afternoon was to turn her head, look down, and make sure that she recognized Lux. She did. This time. The concept that, one day, that might not be true terrified Jinx more than she had words for. And it was terror. That howling, screaming, primal terror of being lost in the dark forever and ever and ever, with no light to speak of and even less hope. That was what she felt when she imagined forgetting Lux. She decided very quickly that she would rather die, and somewhere in the distance a toxtoad croaked. Sitting up in bed, Jinx raised her left arm and stared at the ugly, gnarled stump where her hand had been and smiled thinly. Zahn was a place where money didn't mean a whole lot. Goods and favors were more valuable. Did you want something small? Sure, buy it with gold. But if you wanted something big, something real, then you traded. Jinx had bartered her hands to Piltover for a bunch of gutter-snipe trenchies that probably had no idea how close they'd come to death— and in all likelihood didn't care. She traded her hand for Zahn's people, and Jinx had the distinct and troubling impression that, despite not being able to remember it, she probably traded her sanity for them too. Maybe that was where her memories went. She wasn't sure why she thought that, only that it sounded right. Hissing static and whispers filled one corner of the room, and Jinx turned to stare into the shadows where a face stared back at her. The face was not real. She knew that. She also knew that it didn't really matter. The face, the voice, the whispers, they were real enough that she recognized them. The face in the corner was thin and angular, with sharp teeth and sharper words, and underneath those words was a sound and a name. Milo. Milo said forget. Milo said failure. Milo said... Well, he said a lot of things that Blondie wouldn't like, things that Jinx tried to ignore, things that were getting harder to ignore because of the pain in her chest and the weakness in her lungs and her limbs. She felt less like herself than she ever had, and at the same time she felt familiar. More whispers came from the other side of the room, the other corner. The voice was deeper, softer, and more insistent. It was so much harder to ignore than Milo. It was a voice that rumbled from deep in the dark, quiet place of her mind, places that not even Fishbone's rockets could light up. That voice was round and warm and dead. And it sounded like the rumble of pipes in an old house that was quite keen on falling to pieces, but just hadn't worked up the energy to do so. gore Jinx moved her lips around the word, or maybe the name, She wasn't sure yet. What she knew was that where Milo said failure, Clagger said sleep. Clagger said, don't think, don't worry, don't do, just sleep. Close your eyes and sleep. Clagger said, close your eyes. Milo said, don't open them. Intellectually, Jinx knew that the afternoon was quiet that the only sounds were the distant clicking and clanking and honking and beeping and shouting that was natural to Piltover and Zon. They were the sounds of contentious sibling cities that never slept. She knew that those sounds were the only sounds, and that they were so far away and that they melted together into a susurration of life. But in her head and in the bedroom, there was so much noise, so much static, and so many whispers. Don't sit up, don't get up, lay back down and sleep and sleep and sleep. Until it isn't really sleep anymore, because anything else would just make things worse. Because Jinx always made things so much worse. Her fingers itched to drown out the whispers, drown them out with light and flash and glitz and noise and fire and screams. She needed to drown them out, but lately she wasn't sure that she remembered how. Nothing seemed to work the same way. And even if it did, she wasn't sure she had the energy anymore. That was almost as terrifying as forgetting Lux. Her limbs were leaden, and not because of wounds or weakness. She was just tired. That was all. Just tired. So go to sleep, Clagger whispered. And don't wake up, Milo added. Jinx took in a shaky breath as she tried to muster the energy to stand or to spit back at them like she always had. She couldn't. Whatever thing she'd had before, she'd lost it. Maybe because she used to hold the thing in her left hand. Maybe that's where it went. Maybe it was back at the dam, buried under tons of rock and water and toxic sludge. Maybe you should dive in after it, Milo said. Maybe you should sleep on it, Clagger said. And somewhere amidst the clicking and clanking and honking and beeping and shouting of the cities. A tox-toad croaked. An arm slipped around her shoulders and a warm weight settled against her chest. Jinx,
1: wherever you are right now, come back to me.
0: Lux whispered. I'm right here, just come back. Jinx blinked slowly and her eyes ached. She realized she hadn't done that in a while. Probably too long. Tears, reflexive maybe, maybe. They fell on her cheeks as the whispers started to recede and the static went with it. Turning her head was an aching effort, but she did it. She looked down at Lux, who was staring up at her with eyes the color of clear, clean water. Gold hair fell over gold skin and framed eyes that glittered like lights in the dark. Everything about her was gold and gold and gold. Hey, Blondie? Yes, Jinx. Jinx licked her lips and blinked rapidly to try and clear the tears from her eyes and the cobwebs from her head. I... I don't think I'm okay, she said after a moment. Behind her, Milo assured Jinx that she wasn't. Behind Lux, Clagger suggested that maybe she ought to sleep on it. I know, but it's all right, Jinx said softly. We're going to change things, and you're going to get better. I don't think it's about my hand, Blondie. Lux curled in closer, hugged her a little tighter, and laid her hand over the scarred stump. I never said it was. Swallowing thickly, Jinx raised her right arm, and it felt more numb than ever. Her muscles spasmed, and her skin felt cold and distant. It was like someone else's arm was attached to her body. It was as if every single part of her belonged to someone else, and she wasn't sure who. She wasn't even sure that those people weren't still in control of it all.
1: Hey, Blondie?
0: Lux looked up at the shattered, tremble in Jinx's voice. Yes?
1: Um, am I real?
0: Rather than answer... Lux pulled her closer and drew her back down to the bed. She carted her fingers through Jinx's hair and started to sing, as atonal and off-key as always. And Jinx was absolutely certain that for those few moments, Lux's voice was the only thing keeping her from flying apart. That voice was the only thing keeping those voices and whispers from taking back all the pieces that made up Jinx. Her body felt alien and distant as Lux cradled her, and not an inch of it really felt like hers. It was like pow-pow, all spare parts and scavenged pieces that belonged to bigger, better, cleaner machines. Stay with
1: me, Jinx, Lux whispered as her singing trailed off. Please just stay with me, because we're going to be all right. You're going to be all right, I promise. I'm tired, Blondie. I know, Lux said. I am too. But what if I'm not going to be all right? Jinx asked. Lux
0: shook her head. "What well, does it doesn't matter? Because I'm not going anywhere no matter what. I'll always be here because I love you, Jinx. Those last four words were slurred Gutlau, and Lux buried her face in Jinx's long blue hair. I love you so much.
1: If I wasn't real, would you still love me? Of course I would, Lux whispered. That's crazy, Blondie. Well, I'd rather be crazy than not have you, she replied.
0: Jinx curled more tightly around Lux as another tremor passed through her, and whispers began to recede back into the corners of her mind. Rather than the corners of the room. Milo and Clagger still spoke those words sleep, die, dream. But they weren't so
1: loud anymore. Me too, Blondie, Jinx whispered back. Me too.
0: When night finally came, it came on the dull, thumping hum of a hoverboard engine. Lux had barely gotten out of bed all day except to tend to her bodily functions and to retrieve some food from the kitchen, mostly just cold cuts and cheese. She could take it, Jinx couldn't. It didn't really matter, though. It was more about sustenance. Even Jinx had some. They didn't sleep, though. Sleep didn't come so easily after that afternoon. They didn't leave each other's presence either. Just being out of sight of Jinx for the time it took to get their food put an unpleasant burr of anxiety under Lux's skin. The thought of going out for any length of time made her physically ill. The day passed in almost total silence, broken only by Lux occasionally humming whenever she felt Jinx's mind begin to wander to dark places that she couldn't so easily follow. This was not sustainable, that much was obvious. Something was very wrong with Jinx, something that Lux had no idea how to fix. Jinx had never been what anyone would call stable or even particularly steady, but she had always had a kind of stasis to her madness. There was a moderation to it, a consistency in a way. It was almost like Jinx was in control of her insanity. After the dam, that changed. Something deeply, deeply fundamental to Jinx's ability to maintain herself had obviously broken, and now she was just bleeding out. Her mind was hemorrhaging what little sanity it still had, and Lux was scrambling to keep her from falling apart. But every passing hour, it was like a little more of Jinx slipped through her fingers. The dull drone of hoverboard engines sounded outside their den, and a light rapping of knuckles rattled the bay windows. The sound stirred Jinx from her torpor, and she looked up at Lux, who was sitting up and reaching for their pile of clothes. It's time to go, Jinx, Lux said quietly.
1: Where are we going, Blondie? To find someone who can fix your hand,
0: Lux said. Duck singed? Lux shook her head. That had been her first thought, though. She'd even visited him briefly at his laboratory. She'd all but begged him to fix Jinx's hand. If anyone could brew something that could trigger regeneration, it was singed. And the ironic thing was that she had been right. Except he said no. I cannot predict how the decoction will be affected by the shimmer in her blood, he had told her. I will not risk ruining the only functional result of my life's work for something so vestigial as a minor extremity. She can function without it. Lux had hated him for that answer, even if she understood, intellectually, where he was coming from. Perhaps it was for the best— Mixing a cocktail of medical flora and magic with a bloodstream full of shimmer was probably not a recipe for success. He could have been gentler about it, though. So she had turned to Echo, and he had come through, thankfully. She owed him big for that. It took her moments to get dressed, and significantly longer to get Jinx to focus long enough for her to get dressed. Once she was up and moving, though, a bit of the animation came back to her, Some of her old energy seemed to return to her limbs, even if it was a shadow of her former manic strength. Lux would take what she could get, though. Opening the bay window, she found Echo sitting on an extra-large hoverboard, with his usual one strapped behind his back. Ready? More than ready, Lux replied. She looked back at Jinx, who still wore a distant, glassy expression that only focused when she laid eyes on Echo and a shadow of her rictus grin stretched across her face. "'Hey, little man,' Jinx said. "'Hey, Jinx,' Agra replied. "'How you doing?' "'Crazier than ever,' Jinx replied. "'That's fucking terrifying.' He shook his head and stood up, then pulled the second board from his back, flicked on the engine, and transferred himself over to it, leaving the large board empty and hovering in front of the window. Jinx put a boot on her desk and pushed off, making a quick hop up and out the window only to land on the hoverboard. It spun a few times and she cackled as she bobbed drunkenly about in the air with enough chaos that Lux's heart leapt into her throat in the brief moment before Jinx steadied herself. Been a while, huh? Echo asked. All Jinx did was shrug, maybe because she didn't even know if that was true. Without another word, she drifted the board closer and held out her hand to Lux. Come on, Blanny, let's go for a ride. Lux laughed softly as she clambered up onto the desk, took Jinx's hands, and let herself be pulled onto the board. It was a supremely unsettling feeling. It took her several moments to get her feet fitted into the slots behind Jinx, and to her surprise, she found they were some kind of odd mix between a pressurized lock and a suction pad. The plates gave her a sense of weight and traction as she fixed her boots to them. I do not like this even a little, Lux said as she fitted her mask to her face. Yeah, you get used to it, Jinx replied with a shrug. You jink with your knees, but you dive with your hips. She made an odd wiggling motion, and Lux yelped as the board spun wildly for a moment before settling, and Jinx was cackling all the louder as Lux clung to her waist. I hate this thing, Lux muttered. Echo drifted by her, and despite his own owl mask being on, she could hear the smile in his voice like the lady said, he nodded to Jinx. You'll get used to it. As Lux found her feet again, she forced herself to balance on the board. Her ability to get places where she was not wanted was a point of pride, and a keen sense of balance was key to that. That said, balancing on a board that floated on the air through a force that was either mechanical, arcane, or a mixture of both, and which she did not understand, was only tangentially related to that. Lux opted to pretend she was balancing on a log in a river. That was the closest analog she could think of. Okay, I think uh, I'm, I'm ready to go, Lux said, not at all sure that that was actually true. Nodding silently, Jinx maneuvered them about and drifted up next to Echo. Before either he or Lux could say a word, though, she looked over her shoulder and asked, Are you sure you trust me on this with you, Blondie? Lux pressed her lips to a thin line and smiled. Of course I do, she replied. I'm just not sure I trust me on this. If you fall off, I'll catch you, Jinx offered. I know you will, but I prefer not to fall off all the same, Lux said wryly. Ready to go, ladies, Echo asked. My contact doesn't have all night. Ready, Lux said as she forced herself to relax. That was the key to balance. Don't lock your legs and don't stiffen up. The thing she was standing on would move, and it would move fast, so she needed to flow with it like standing on a boat during a storm. Only the boat was flying and the storm was on. Let's go! Echo grinned as he opened his board's throttle and rocketed almost straight down, and an instant later Jinx was on his tail. Lux nearly bit her tongue, keeping another reflexive scream behind her teeth as the chasm careened past them at dizzying speeds. The spires of Piltover were swallowed in an instant by the great black walls of the Undercity, and in moments the chemical and metal stink of Zahn was filtering in through her mask. For the first few minutes, the ride was terrifying, then it was merely unsettling, but after ten or so minutes of steady flight, luck started to appreciate the fluid nature of it. The hoverboard certainly suited Zahn's haphazard construction, and the denser air turned the oddly pitched blades of the board which wobbled so much amongst the spires into a steadying force. Moreover, she started to understand what Jinx meant when she had described how to fly. Any time Jinx made minute adjustments to her pitch or yaw, she did it with small motions that began in her legs. But whenever they needed to make a wide turn or any other large movements, she threw her weight into the motion, rolling her hips and setting the board spinning or twisting through sharp corridors and hairpin turns. More and more, Lux felt the thrum of life beneath the surface of Piltover, all of her former assignments in the City of Progress had tarred Zaun with the brush of the uncivil. It was a place of vice, crime, death, and little else. A social sump for the dregs of society to collect before being quietly swept away, forgotten if they were ever acknowledged to begin with. The idea of that angered Lux now. There was so much life in zon The food, the language, even the modes of transportation. It was all uniquely Zon. A city that the Piltovans treated like a malformed cousin to be stuffed in the family attic. This is incredible. Beneath her featureless mask, Lux was now grinning. You've got to teach me how to fly one of these. Sure thing, Blondie, it's easy. No, it's not, Echo shouted as she drifted near them. Takes a lot of practice, and a lot of falls. Don't listen to him, Jinx grinned at her over her shoulder. She looked better in the air, certainly better than that afternoon, That was a low bar, to be clear, but Lux would take what she could get. At least there was a measure of her rictus grin back and a bit more of that manic energy. Her eyes seemed more lit from within, and that was comforting. Lux prayed that all Jinx needed was to get out of her own head and to get a handle on the world again. Maybe between that and getting her hand back, or at least a hand, things would settle. Maybe Echo would be willing to ride the lanes with her on the hoverboard. She even dared to hope that, perhaps in teaching Lux how to ride one of them, she would regain something of herself that she had lost that night of the dam. With Jinx piloting, Lux had fallen far enough into thought that she didn't notice when precisely Jinx's expression started to change. They were deepens on, amidst the coils and pipeworks of the city when she did notice. And although they hadn't slowed much, the quarters had grown tighter, the turns sharper, and the headroom significantly less generous. Echo was ahead of them, but not by much. Even the irascible leader of the firelights was being careful of his aerial footing. So when Jinx let out a sharp, alerting whistle, then suddenly jinked, twisted and took a hard right turn that Echo had bypassed, Lux caught a brief sight of him snapping a look over his shoulder in time to see them disappear around the corner. Jinx? Lux turned back with her brow furrowed. I think we took a wrong... Oh... Jinx snapped yet another wild hairpin turn and opened the throttle, and Lux realized she was not quite good enough of a rider to hold a conversation and keep her balance yet. Her sole comfort was that Echo was visible behind them, trying to catch up, but Jinx was making him work for it. "'Jinx, stop! We're losing Echo!' "'Can't!' Jinx bit out. "'Not safe!' Lux caught a glimpse of Jinx's expression over her shoulder. Her rictus was hard and glassy, and her eyes were wide with something like fear—terror, maybe— Gods and Aspects, if she was going into an episode, this was probably the worst possible place for it to happen. Jinx, I, Damn it. I need you... Balls, tell me if you're still with me. She could barely get two words out without having to readjust her footing as Jinx took turns and made wild, vertiginous drops. Jinx, please. Listen, Jinx spat. You're not... Lux started before catching on and clapping her mouth shut. Listen, that was what Jinx had said and she had said it like someone who was hunkered down in the dark, their ears strained and their eyes peeled for a threat. She hissed the word like a hunted woman. Listen. Luck swallowed thickly and focused, hedging out the thrum of the hoverboard engine and Echo's calls and all the little brassy clicking sounds of Zahn with its limitless chemical pipe networks. All of those noises belonged to Zahn, so she listened for something, anything, that didn't. It took her only a moment to pick it out. Thump, thump, thud. Thump, 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 thud. Rapid motions of something heavy-hitting metal, and it was not quite moving alongside them, but it was close enough. And there was weight, too, something heavy, heavy, fast, and agile enough to navigate the pipeworks. Jinx, we have to get out of the air, Lux whispered. I know, Blondie. They couldn't fight in the air. Jinx had Zapper and Fishbones, but she couldn't use either of them one handed while she was also using her arms to balance herself in flight and look after Lux. That rankled, especially since Lux had her magic, but she wasn't competent enough of a hoverboarder yet to trust her ability to split focus and cast and not fall off the back of the damn thing. She was a god's damned liability until they landed. An artificial summit loomed in the distance, a dense gnarl of pipes, scaffolding, and maintenance superstructure that looked like it might have been left over from Zahn's construction. It was large enough and broad enough, and at one end it terminated at a sheer cliff of rising pipes that ascended up out of the depths toward the rat of Zahn and Piltover over above, while the other end dropped down into the depths of Valoran. Jinx jinked towards it without a word while Echo managed to climb to their heels as they approached it. Hey, what gives? Listen, Lux hissed. Echo stared at her blankly through the sharp, owl-eye lenses of his mask, then went silent as they reached the summit. By the time he landed, he looked as on edge as Lux felt. Shit, Echo mumbled as he hit the ground and kicked his board into his hands. We're too deep, Jay. Jinx dismounted and Lux followed and a nervous cackle rose from the woman as she reached behind her with her remaining hand to grip Fishbones' handle and pulled up and over her shoulder. We cornered ourselves, Jinx, Echo continued. We were already cornered, little man, Jinx replied in a strangely flat tone of voice. Thingy thing's been following us for twenty minutes at least, maybe more. Echo snapped a glare at her that was palpable even pat his mask. How didn't you say anything? Wasn't sure. Jinx said quietly as her eyes darted back and forth around the darkness. "You just said I wasn't sure it was real." Jinx clarified, and Lux's stomach twisted. "I'm crazy, remember? Cuckoo is a clock." "What is it?" Lux asked softly. Do "You know," Jinx looked back at her. It "Smells familiar though, like blood and pipe smoke." Lux frowned and looked back at Echo, who shrugged as he dropped his board to the ground and started fiddling with something on his wrist before pulling his own weapon free.
1: Blood and pipe smoke.
0: Locks looked back at Jinx, who wrinkled her nose as she panned for threats. Lux drew her blade with one hand and snapped her backup focus rod out into the other. She cursed herself for not taking time to replace the one she had lost at the dam, but in fairness, she'd had other things on her mind. Blood, Jinx repeated softly. Pipe smoke and... Her eyes grew wise and her tongue stilled. Jinx? Lux looked back at her. What's wrong? Wet dog. What? Lux prided herself on her reflexes and on her ability to keep track of combat. It was part of growing up a crown guard. The constant training, battle drills, square bashing, and everything else expected of a daughter of the most loyal military house in the nation. She could track a target through a pitched battle, but for a brief instant... Despite looking straight at her, Lux lost track of Jinx. In all the time she had known Jinx, she had never once seen the wild-eyed woman move that fast. She was blurred and then struck Lux like a hammer blow. Lux, who barely had time to register that Jinx had dropped her weapon, was picked up, heaved to the side, and thrown bodily into Echo. An instant later, less than a heartbeat span, a shadow made of steel and hate struck the space where Lux had been standing. The space that Jinx had taken for her. And there was a sound like ripping leather. And something wet and hot splashed across Lux's mask and chest as Jinx's body went in one direction and her head in another. Lux's heart and mind split clean in half. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voiceover, a character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.